Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. This is the Sikkim Podcast, powered by Rogue Media Network. The Sikkim Podcast is a production of Baylor Athletics. Now, here are your hosts, Katie Smith and the voice of the Bears, John Morris. Everybody and welcome to this week's Sikkim Podcast, powered by Rogue Media Network. John Morris, Katie Smith, and here we are in April. Another busy week, mm. great weekend. Another busy week, weekend coming up. This is fun, and we've got just the guy to talk to about, uh, especially one of the big events that is coming up. We do so so much going on, and no one better to talk to us than our assistant AD for communications, Brent Ingram. Brent, we know you're so busy this week with the spring game, men's tennis coming up, just a lot going on. So thank. Thank you so much for joining us. Yeah, y'all. Thanks for having me. Of course. Very good. He was kidding us. He said he this he he couldn't sleep last night Ugh. because he was doing the podcast. Now that was probably because hopefully more for your daughter than for us, <laughs> right? We didn't keep you awake. Last well, she's night. a pretty good sleeper. Yeah, uh, is she? Okay. No, Harper Joe is perfect. Oh, yeah. She's the good. queen. Yeah. <laughs> well, I hope. Uh, uh, Maybe it was the anticipation of being on with us. The excitement, the joy. For sure. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Something yeah. we've never heard from any of our games. <laughs> Shoot. <laughs> but we're glad you're with us, and we're glad you're with us here at Baylor. Relatively yeah. new, been here a little over a year, and uh, or when is the anniversary? Uh, first day of football camp, so August 5th okay. was my first day. Okay, yeah. wow. very good. So yeah. uh, fast and furious, nothing like getting here and jumping in with both feet, right? Yeah, it was it was real special to go right into it. You know, I think um, August 4th, I was working football camp at UTSA. <laughs> wow. And August 5th, I was I was here. So wow. it, was, uh, it was a quick transition and it, yeah. I was able to just get, get it going. Tell us a little bit about that process who kind of reached out from Baylor who did you talk to was Baylor always on the horizon go into that a little bit yeah you know uh my wife Courtney and I always kind of you know earmarked some places that would be very interesting to us if the job ever came open and uh when we saw that Baylor was open it was maybe July early July and uh, there was an immediate excitement about that um and so I was able to connect with DK who I knew a little bit um we interacted a little bit and kind of knew each other's reputations and yeah. so uh he was able to kind of kind of visit with him and learn about the role and his vision for the role and Javon's vision for the role and it was just really a, a natural fit felt like a great place for me felt like a great place for the family yeah i love that i'm like get dk and jovan on the phone with anyone and i feel like yeah they really. convince people to come to baylor <laughs> sure. it's amazing Special great people. people that belong yeah. here that's good you've been in the in the field athletic communications a long time it's interesting in that the connections the ties who you know who you know that maybe knows dk or something like that yeah for sure it's a lot like coaching you know yeah, and, yeah. Uh, i'd say everybody's little industry in athletics is very similar to that and in that you uh 
you know, you kind of know when someone moves here, when someone moves there, and you kind of uh, have a feel for their reputation in the industry. And so uh, it's it's a little family for sure. Yeah, very fun. So you were at UTSA before Baylor, UT yeah. Arlington before that. And here we go. Let's talk about Lexington, Kentucky. Uh, these Kentucky boys there are just going to run away. Katie, just sit over there and let Katie, us talk Katie some Katie is signing grass. off now. <laughs> but you, were at, uh, you graduated from the University of Kentucky, worked there for 12 years. I'm sure that was a great experience for you. Yeah, it really was. You know, I grew up in Lexington. I was born in Gainesville, Florida, but I moved to Lexington when I was seven. So hmm. kind of claim Lexington as, as my, my hometown. Uh, family was there. Sister went to U.K., you know, brother-in-law played football there. Um, so Kentucky is absolutely in our blood. Um, just a wonderful opportunity to work in the office as an undergraduate student. Yeah. And kind of transition into a, a full-time role um, there once I graduated. And um, Love Kentucky. Great place. What a blessing to have been there. Yeah. So 12 years, right? And so that's kind of where family was, where everyone was. And then this draw to Texas, what kind of, I feel like that was a big jump. What kind of made you and, and Courtney do that? Were y'all, were y'all married at the time? We were not. No, okay. no. Uh, God knew that I'd find my wife in Texas. I ah, love that. I, I knew I liked Courtney. She's a Texas <laughs> girl. Here, yeah. For sure. No, um, you know, I, I spent 12 years working with baseball, football, a little bit of soccer, a little bit of rifle at Kentucky. I mean, we can't uh, just go past that. Rifle. <laughs> Yeah. What, I mean, what 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 is the biggest takeaway from working with a rifle? You know, there's a lot. Um, I had a coach who's still there who was a legendary figure in the sport, probably a lot like Fee is yeah. considered in mm-hmm. A&T, just kind of a um, you know, um, key figure in terms of growing the sport. Yeah. So uh, wonderful opportunity to work with rifle. Love the coach. Love the kids. You know, they're so thankful for anything you give them. Yeah. Um, and so that was noticeable. Um, and the coach was just, you know, Harry Mullins, just a really special guy. Um, you know, he was a good mentor to me besides teaching me what rifles like, uh, <laughs> but also, you know, as I was a, a young professional in the, in the job. Yeah. Very cool. Okay. Continue on your thought. I just can't hear the word rifle and not let you talk about right. it. Yeah. You know, we can break that down later for sure. It's, it's a fascinating sport. Um, it's co-ed at Kentucky, which, uh-huh. is, which is an interesting might have missed my window, the, though, you yeah, know? Yeah, and they say the, the um, female athletes are sometimes better, you oh. know, largely better huh. than, than the male athletes, which is an interesting dynamic. Oh. But, no, um, opportunity to move to Texas was just something I'd always kind of uh, wanted to see things outside of the SEC. Yeah. Um, you know, two years at UT Arlington was very – uh, eye-opening to me to see to go from you know a power five conference with all the resources in the world mm. um to a sunbelt school that didn't have football and <laughs> yeah. so that means that that financial is going to be a, a big concern yeah um you know and so it was uh it was really you know i i say it kind of furthered my love for the collegiate sports model mm. um, because you go from the sec where everybody thinks they're going to be a professional athlete you know, and and going to graduate early and and go yeah. into major league baseball or go play football professionally, and and then you go to the Sun Belt where that's not the approach for yeah. a lot of the student athletes' mindsets, um, and so that was really it kind of furthered that passion for me in terms of loving, um, you know, what collegiate sports means to people, mm. um, and you can see it from different levels, and so seeing it at that level really, you know, was eye opening to me and very encouraging to me to see it like that. Um, 
you know, got to work with Darren Thomas, who is our director of ops yeah. here. He was our head coach at UT Arlington yeah. and just loved working yeah, with him. Yeah. yeah, loved working with him and his his student athletes and his staff, you know, just a really good group of people. And it was a, a good transition for me into mm-hmm. Texas to, to spend a couple years in Arlington and, and work with DT. Very good. Rifle is one sport I've never done. Never what? broadcast. Yeah. So oh, I don't even know what a competition looks like. <laughs> I bet you'd figure it out. Yeah, targets. they're long. They're yeah. long, John. Are they? You know, you... How many hours are we talking? <laughs> uh, you're there for probably four or five hours. Oh, oh man. man. It's like a track meet. There's no uh, uh, shot clock or pitch clock involved. <laughs> yeah, you know, there's there's rifle. two different. There's an air rifle and then there's uh, a small bore. Okay. And so, Did you say uh, small bore? Small yes. bore. Oh, yes. I was picturing a little pig when he said that. <laughs> <laughs> of course you were. Of course I was. And, you know, there's there's different stances in each in you know, air rifle is pretty much standing and then small bore you're um you know you're shooting prone you're shooting kneeling you're shooting standing and so oh it's really fascinating uh i used to love bringing media members there and yeah. letting them shoot oh um, wow you know and you know it's it's in a it was in a range i don't know what their facility looks like now but it was in a range in the basement of the rotc building wow um you know that was an older building but it was it's always cool to bring in you know, people and let them shoot and see their try their hand at it because you're shooting at something basically the size of a dime. Good grief! Really? And so you're Ooh. how far away? What's the distance? I couldn't break it down for okay. you, JMO. But, yeah. Far. Uh, yeah, it's yeah. it's not crazy, right? Um, you know, but I mean, it's the the difference in terms of what a, is a you know great score and a, and a score that's not yeah. as great is yeah. so small. Yeah, because you're shooting at a dime. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Wow. That's great. Rifle talk, Rifle yeah, talk. on the Sikkim podcast. Yeah. Do you feel like taking on a sport like that? That you know, maybe it's not the baseball, football that people are so used to. Do you feel like there's a lot of professional development that comes when you're experiencing something like that, where it's, oh wow, you're writing articles, you're covering this team that you really kind of have to teach people about the sport when you're covering it. Yeah, for sure. And I think it's you know sometimes those sport assignments are really a great fit for the new professionals in our mm, industry yeah, um, because you can really sink your teeth into it and really invest in it and, and um, get to know your coaches and your kids mm. and it kind of prepares you for the next step as you can kind of continue to grow in the profession. But uh, rifle was that for me. Soccer mm. was that for me. Yeah. Um, you know, we had men's soccer at Kentucky, which not a lot of schools have. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was, you know, at that stage in my career, I was traveling with them everywhere. And so got to, you know, we were in conference USA uh, because SEC doesn't have men's soccer. Um, so I got to see all kinds of different areas of the country that I wouldn't mm-hmm. traditionally see um, being kind of in the SEC silo. Um, so I think those sports are so important for mm-hmm. a young professional in our industry to, to really invest and care about. Um, and that helps you as you progress for sure. Yeah, very cool. It had been fun for you to graduate from UK and work there as a student and then go right into working there full time at your alma mater. Yeah, you know, I uh, toward the end of my undergraduate career, I was a student volunteering, just happy to be there, you know, whatever I could do to get involved. And uh, as I transitioned from my undergraduate degree, I uh, moved into the internship role. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and I was an intern doing baseball in the SEC. I was the only one, you know, not full time. Um, we had just won the SEC. Wow. Um, so it was a lot of excitement going around yeah. uh, college baseball at the time. And I had... Uh, number three football was the number three football contact, and then I had rifle and soccer. Um, so that was a you know that first year being an intern, just really a wonderful opportunity for me to work at my alma mater. Um, you know, f- furthered my love for the profession. You know, just really um, loved working with college baseball. I didn't anticipate being a college baseball guy um, when I first started, and 
you know, 12 years later, I was just really invested in the sport and really loved it. Um, and so that first year was, you know, I was 22, 23 years old and uh, willing to do anything I could to help. I, I vividly remember our coach was John Cohen at the time, who's just a real special guy in, in college athletics. He's the Auburn AD now um, and later went to Mississippi State. And I remember him. Uh, he was the kind of guy that would start his day every day with a phone call to the SID. You know? <laughs> so you get the phone call at 7 a.m. and you know, he's on the treadmill going through the going through the day. Uh, Sounds nice. You know, he was wonderful for me in terms of you know learning what um, you know a, a detail-oriented coach expects yeah, from your SID. Wow. And so I vividly remember, I'm 22 years old. It's February. We're hosting Purdue for a weekend series, and he calls me at 7 a.m. Brent, do you have a snow shovel? <laughs> I'm like, yeah, coach, I think I do. I can use you at the field right now. Oh, wow. <laughs> oh, <my laughs> and so that's the kind of thing that, you know, when you're 22 years old, you just don't realize that, um, you know, you can say no sometimes. Right, right. But I, no, I didn't, I don't have I didn't realize that. Um, and so I was just so happy to be a part of the program and help however I could. Oh. And so that was just really important for me in terms of learning the profession and learning, you know, my role and how it's not just – uh, on paper, you know, mm. the communication is the publicist guy. There's there's other things that you can do. Yeah. Nice. You mentioned not knowing you were going to be this baseball guy. What did what did Brent Ingram at 21, 22, what, what was the dream job for you? Well, you know, let me go back to high school, Katie. Oh, yeah. I was a, a big horse guy mm. um, as a high school, you know, 14 to, to 18. We would go somewhere and ride horses every weekend. As guys uh, from Kentucky do. <laughs> That's Lexington. right. There you go. <laughs> That's right. Lots of horses around. Yeah, horse country of the world. And so going into my senior year, I thought, okay, I want to be an equine vet. Oh, you know? oh wow. And so cool. I did one of those experience-based career educations, what we called it, mm. um, where you're basically you go to a different job site, you know, and spend a few months and learn what you want to do. And so my first uh, job site my senior year of high school was uh, the world's most renowned equine hospital. Wow. And so I go there thinking, this is what I want to do. You know, I love yeah. horses. This is, this is my passion. And it was uh, way too much science for me. Oh, um, I get that. <laughs> and so my next stop was the Kentucky High School Athletic Association, which is our version of UIL. Hmm. Um, and, you know, it was about the time we were hosting the, the boys' Sweet 16, girls' Sweet mm -hmm. 16 in basketball, which JMO can tell you is just a huge deal. Huge. Um, you know, they're going to put 24,000 people in Rupp Arena for every basketball game. I mean, wow, a, for high school. It's a big yeah. deal. It's amazing. Yeah. And so, uh, you know, that was my next stop. And boom, that was it. You know, yeah. you realize oh, pretty wow. pretty quickly, okay, well, I love sports. This That's is what so I want to cool. do. I was a very bad high school football player. No, we don't uh, believe it. <laughs> you know, so this was a way to, to stay a part of a team and to mm -hmm. stay connected to uh, to sports. And boom, it was, like, it was like it hit me over the head. This is it. Wow. And then my next stop as a high school intern, you know, 17 years old, was Kentucky's media relations office. Cool. And so, um, you know, fell right into it. I remember I would go in the archive room, this, this back archive room, and just spend hours looking through files, uh, and, yeah. um, old pictures, and, you know, just really fell in love with the profession then. I can remember my my senior project for that, that class, I did a, redid a Kentucky football media guide. Wow. Um, you know, I wrote my own media guide. And so it's, it, it was from that moment, really, when I went to the KHSA, that was really my first, okay, this is it. This is what you want to yeah. do. Yeah. Do you still have that media guide? I don't, you know, ah. I'd love to find it. Yeah. It's in a museum somewhere. That's, oh, I like right? that. Yeah. It's in the archives. Yeah. I'd love to find it. No, no. I'd, I'd, I'd take the red pen to it now and <laughs> <laughs> critique, <laughs> critique yourself. Yeah. Uh, Picturing young, fresh-faced 
Brent Ingram writing yeah. his own media guide. That's great. Nice picture. Yeah, high school. For sure. What high school did you go to? Dunbar. Okay. Yeah, Very which good. was a fairly new high school yeah. when I was there. Yeah. Um, yeah, wonderful place. Very good. God's Country, Lexington. That's right. 30 miles from Danville. Yeah. Oh. Titletown, USA. So. Title yeah. loved uh, loved growing up in Kentucky. So uh, part of your baseball work there led to working with USA Baseball. What was that experience mm. like for you? Yeah, boy, what a wonderful opportunity that was. It was the 2015 Collegiate National Team. Wow. Um, and my my head coach at Kentucky, Gary Henderson, who's now the head coach at Utah, he uh, he was our pitching coach okay. for Team USA that summer. And so we basically, you know, I moved to Cary with the team, Cary, North Carolina, and we spent the whole summer there. Wow. Um, you know, it, in some ways it was wonderful to be in one location, but every other year USA Baseball basically will, like, go to Japan or go to Cuba. Yeah. And this year they came to us <laughs> that, nice. that year, that was in 2015. So it was nice to just set up shop at the Embassy Suites in Cary for a summer. Yeah. Um, but what a wonderful opportunity that was yeah. to, to be around just the best of the best in college baseball and you know some some elite memories that I'll never forget. You know we we threw a no hitter against Cuba. Wow. Um, you know on July second or third. You know we went to to Charlotte and played in their gorgeous AAA park um, mm. and hosted Cuba on July fourth. And the place has been sold out for months. Wow. Um, you know and just several pinch me moments from mm-hmm. that that experience. It was uh, a really cool deal. I, I can't wait till uh, till Max one day can do that from from our office oh, and, yeah, and go yeah. go do USA baseball. He would eat that up. He, he really would. would. He yeah. would. Yeah. yeah, we're gonna find the right time for him to do that for sure. That's great. Were there some guys on that team? I mean, you're with them all summer. You're with them all the time. Some guys that we'd know their names now still playing. Yeah, you know, looking back, it's it's not as you know. Every year you're gonna see a ton of big leaguers, but right. that roster wasn't quite. Okay. As deep, there were mm. obviously some um, Bobby Dahlback, AJ Puck. Okay. Um, you know, some guys that are everyday big leaguers now. Wow. Um, you know, so it was a good group. The coaches were really special. You know, we had Paul Maneri was our hitting coach, okay. who was the longtime LSU coach. Mm. Um, you know, Rich Hill was was on our our staff as well, and he's uh, was at San Diego at the time. I think he's at Hawaii now. Um, just big energy guy. Um, you know, and Gary was was our pitching coach, and, and Gary is very much a professor type mindset. Yeah. So it was interesting to see how he meshed with all those all those people. Um, you know, so it was just a wonderful wonderful summer for sure. Great experience. That's great. Brent Ingram, our guest, Baylor assistant AD for communications. He's head of our athletic communications staff here, also a sport administrator, and yeah. we'll talk about that role. But uh, glad to have Brent with us on the Sikkim podcast, powered by. Rogue Media Network. I've had the privilege of calling games, telling stories about Baylor athletics for a long time. Storytelling is an art, and there's a network in town doing just that. Rogue Media Network has produced over 80 original podcasts and shows, ranging from comedy, true crime, business, and, yes, sports. If there's a story to tell, Rogue Media Network is telling it. You can find this podcast and all the other great Rogue Media Network shows on Spotify, on Apple, on YouTube, or anywhere you listen to podcasts. Brent, love getting to hear so much about your background, love getting to work with you, but tell us a little bit about, uh, you You wear a lot of hats here at Baylor, and I always say, you kind of notice the people who just show up and do things well when they just keep getting responsibility to yeah, them, and right. Brent Ingram always comes to mind, and so this year you have taken over Men's Tennis Primary Sport Program Administrator, um, so haven't worked with Men's Tennis a ton in the past, but tell us about what that experience has looked like for you. Yeah, you know, what a blessing that is. Um, <clears throat> you know, I'm, I'm honored 
um, you know, to be in that role. I remember meeting with the team early um, in the season and telling them that that's the greatest honor of my career to, to, to lead this program, and yeah. it really is. Um, can't say enough thank yous to Mac and, and Javon and Michael Woodson for entrusting me with that responsibility because it's it's large, and yeah. I, I really am thankful for it. Um, you know, in a short amount of time, I've grown to love men's tennis, mm-hmm. you know, and tennis in general. What a what a great sport that is. What a, a special uh, sport on this campus it is. You know, we, uh, we have high expectations for that program. And uh, to be able to work with them every day is, is quite the honor. Uh, Michael Woodson is a special head coach. Mm-hmm. He is as detail-oriented as anybody I've ever been around. Yeah. So, um, you know, spending time with him every day, and we do spend time every day together, whether it's on the phone or, or uh, you know, visiting in person is, is making me better as an administrator. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he just – he has such a standard for what he wants this program to be, and it's – it's a lot of fun to see it executed every day, mm. um, you know, and then the student athletes are just a great group and they really you know, uphold that Baylor standard the way we want it to be. And so it's, um, you know, it's, it's quite the honor to work with them every day. Yeah. That is great. So we are through the regular season, just ended really last week, heading into the postseason coming up this week. What does that look like from your perspective as the sport administrator? Yeah, for sure. We'll go up to Lawrence uh, this week and uh, prepare for the Big 12 championships. And it's a three-day event, so we'd love to be playing on Sunday in the championship match, uh, which would be at 1 o'clock. And so, um, you know, this, this program is coming off, won it last year. Mm-hmm. Um, just really high standards. We expect to compete for championships every year. And so um, we'll go up there with that in mind, trying, trying to compete for a championship. Great. Yeah. So- you mentioned earlier on when we were talking about starting out in communications and the coach calling you and saying, oh, do you have a snow shovel? And just kind of the relationships that come from being an SID. Do you feel that kind of being newer to this sport program administrator role, that that's helped you? Just the availability, having that quick relationship with Coach Woodson. Yeah, I think so. Um, you know, I think sometimes it's hard when the people sit you down and say, so what exactly is a sports information director? What does the mm-hmm. communications guy do? And so, um, you know, if you are in the silo and this is the only things you do, you're probably not great at it. Mm-hmm. Um, so you've got to be able to, to do all the other things that come with uh, finding ways to help your programs. And so uh, I'd like to think that that helps in yeah. some ways um, in terms of moving into an administrative role and mm-hmm. And helping lead a program like men's tennis, um, because you just got to find a way to get involved and find a way to help. And uh, you know, Michael's moving a mile a minute. He's got mm-hmm. all kinds <laughs> of things, you know, on his mind. He's he's never going to stop, um, you know, fighting for his kids and his program. Mm-hmm. And that's what makes him so special. And yeah. so, um, I I'd like to think that I'm an administrator who can try to keep up with him. Yeah. Um, you know, and just find ways to support him and find ways. Hey, what can I be doing to help you in this scenario? Um, you know, because he, he's very dialed into every aspect of his program. And so maybe there's some things I can take off his plate that, that, uh, help him with the day to day. That's awesome. Very cool. Well, at the same time, you are the, uh, main contact for Baylor football and spring football is going on right now. Uh, you've been, uh, really good making, uh, available our coaches, assistant coaches and student athletes to the media here through the spring. And we've got the spring game this Saturday, the 22nd. Yeah, you know, our, our spring media availability, I would put up uh, against anybody. Yeah, you know, we have right. a ton of availability. Each of our assistant coaches speak. You know, we've had each position group um, do interviews. And so it's 
uh, it's been uh, really enjoyable to see each of those groups talk and each of those assistant coaches talk because, you know, once we're in the fall season, we're very driven on what's next and, uh, right. you know, we're very routine oriented. And so they're, uh, we don't do as much because we're focused on the wins and the losses and, and how to get better every day. And so um, the spring has been really enjoyable to um, to kind of open that up a little more. And we've got some open periods of practice where the media can shoot and kind of see some of the um, you know day to day of our football program. And so that's been uh, it's been great to to kind of open the doors a little bit. And you work very closely with Coach Aranda, obviously, uh, closer than Katie and I would. Yeah. What a great experience that is, huh? Yeah, he's really special. Yeah. He's really special. Yeah. You know, it's it doesn't take you very long. You all know that right. yeah. you know, from interacting with him to realize how special he is. He is, uh, you know, the, probably the most unique man in college football now. Yeah. Mm. And uh, he, his approach for leading a program <clears throat> is just really unique. Um, you know, every football building you go to, and you all know this, there's, um, you know, words on a wall, mm-hmm. you know, uh, things that matter to the program. Um, and so often those are just words on a wall. And here, you know, the person over player is absolutely not just signage. Mm-hmm. Um, he lives that every day. And, you know, that permeates every aspect of the program and that he is genuinely more concerned about developing the people, um, the student athletes, the coaches, the support staff as people than mm. he is uh, as a player. And, and that will come, you know, the success on the field comes um, from having the right people and, and building them the right way. And so that's been a lot of fun to see, you know, his approach with the program and, and uh, just blessed to be a part of it. Very cool. Have you noticed that in your interactions with media that they kind of pick up on this too, right? Like we've all seen this, this kind of special coach that Dave Randa is. Have you been able to get that feedback? Yeah, for sure, Katie. You know, I think, uh, you know, you all have all heard it. JMO's lived it. It's the coach speak, you know, Mm -hmm. uh, we're just focused on New England or whatever it is, you know. Um, That's, you're never going to get that from Dave. He is uh, very thoughtful in his responses. He's very transparent. Mm-hmm. Um, which is a wonderful thing from a, from a publicist uh, mm-hmm. to have a coach that's that transparent. And, and uh, you know, he, uh, he just really genuinely cares about people and that shows in everything he does. And it shows in the interviews, you know, he, he, he cares about, you know, answering the question in the most respectful way that he can. And, uh, you know, I think that that shows in, in everything he does and especially in the media. Yeah. He's so honest. It's mm-hmm. funny. We're doing the coaches show one night at, at Rudy's and one of the sponsors is Old Trapper Beef Jerky. <laughs> Were you there that yeah, night? For oh, sure. Yeah, for yeah. sure. And do you remember this? Uh, I don't think I remember so, this one. So, you know, we're doing a promo for Old Trapper Beef Jerky, and it's sitting up there on stage and everything. I say, Dave, you like uh, beef jerky? And he just kind of puts his head down and says, no. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, I'm not going to lie to you, Jay. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, it's just the, the classic example of how yeah. honest he is, you know. Yeah, and how funny. Gosh, that is so great, though. Yeah. Yeah, it's so great to – deal with him, work with him, and yeah. I know you do that on a daily basis. Yeah, he can't tell a lie. You know? No, he cannot. <laughs> Even That's for the sake great. of a sponsor. That's right. Even <laughs> for a sponsor. That's true. It's refreshing, though. I think probably in your position, not not necessarily the people you've worked with, but just kind of seeing the the publicist side of coaches everywhere, you probably see a lot of different things where it's, you know, the coach speak, this is what I'm going to yeah. say, this is what was scripted for me, and I love that experience you get with him, that you're going to get exactly what he's thinking. Yeah, for sure. I think he's going to be transparent. You know, he's going to try to answer the questions um, in the most thoughtful way possible, mm-hmm. you know, and, and so often he responds with, with a question with 
boy, thank you for that question. Yeah. And uh, I think he genuinely thanks you for that question. Yeah. You know, he just, <laughs> he, uh, he really cares about everything. And, mm-hmm. and, you know, answering your question in the right way is just another way he's going to care. Yeah. Yeah. Here it is. I appreciate that question. Yeah, Dave is great. So the spring game is this Saturday, the 22nd. A lot going on this weekend. We mentioned that yeah. right at the top. An alumni barbecue is mm-hmm. taking place. Uh, uh, excess equipment sale. A lot yeah. of folks like that on Saturday morning. Michael Johnson Invitational is taking place Friday and Saturday at the Clyde Hart Track and Field Stadium. Baylor softball, big series against Oklahoma here. So yeah. this is a huge – and the spring game is uh, Saturday at noon mm-hmm. at McLean Stadium. Free, right? Free and open to the public. It is, yeah. Parking's yep. free. Yeah, yep. Love yep. to have everybody there. Well, check out fun. the Bears and, and get ready for, for August, September. Come on. Yeah. And, and looking ahead, what a schedule this year. Eight yeah. home games. Yeah, Eight home games. That's September. great. First time ever. Yeah. yeah. And four straight to get going. Yeah. <laughs> right. And, you know, in that mix, you've got Texas – you got Utah, you know, yeah. two two teams that you would imagine would be a pretty stiff test. So, yeah, um, yeah great schedule. We're looking forward to it. Looking forward to seeing McLean packed every Saturday. Yeah. Very is that the the additional teams in the Big 12 is from a communications perspective? Is that exciting to you? More stories to tell? What does that kind of impact you and yeah, your team? Yeah, I think so. You know, um, you get so, so in, uh, relationship building with mm. the Big 12 SIDs um, because you spend so much time with them. Yeah. Um, so I'm really looking forward to to get to know those those new people mm-hmm. um you know we've gotten to know byu a little bit over the yeah. last few years and you know from some of my previous experience um gotten to know some of the other sids so um you know it'll be nice to welcome them into the family and and um you know kind of join join forces with them and promoting what a great conference we're in yeah fun our staff here uh your your athletic communication staff uh, I'm sure they'll listen to this to critique us, okay? So <laughs> sure. <laughs> let's, mention, let's mention them, and what a great staff we have here. Yeah, JMO, you're right. It's what a blessing this group mm-hmm. is. You know, Javon, Mac, DK, the team that they've assembled here is just really special. You know, it's it's it, you could say it's the world's best communication staff and, and just think you're, you're placating to it, but that's not – this is the world's best communication yep. staff. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm so honored to get to lead them. Um, they are so special. Um, we can go down the roster. You know, our basketball SIDs, Matt and Shelby, are just really great. They fit mm-hmm. the program needs so well. Um, you know, Matt is somebody who came from TV side of things, so it's always hard to make a career transition midway mm-hmm. through your through your adult life, and he's just knocked it out of the park. And, you know, what a blessing for him to have DK, you know, right next to him as, as the primary sport administrator for men's basketball. And, um, you know, he just approaches everything with such a learning mindset. He wants mm-hmm. to get better at everything he does. Um, you know, Shelby came to us right before the season from A&M, and she's just really, really special fit for that program. Um, you know, this is a, a women's basketball program that expect to win, expects to win, um, and, you know, she, she fits that really well, and she cares so much about people. She's just, mm-hmm. you know, the whole group, they're just wonderful Baylor people, and, um, you know, Shelby fits that well. You know, our – our baseball, softball SIDs are <clears throat> right in the thick of the 60, 70, 80-hour work weeks yeah, right now. And right. That's, that's Katie with softball and Max with baseball. And they mm-hmm. they just care so much about those programs. And they do such a great job for those programs. And it's it can be a really rugged life, especially at this mm-hmm. stage of the year in late April and early May. And they just approach it with such a passion. And they have just elite social skills and personal skills that, that so often you don't see in the sports publicist in college athletics. Yeah. And so they, they stand out for just how, how special they are interacting with their coaches and their student athletes. And 
you know, Colin is, is our more youthful uh, staff member, and mm-hmm. he is our men's tennis SID. And, boy, what a blessing he's been to me um, to have him, you know, right there next to me throughout this, you know, the men's tennis transition. Seeing him grow every day is, is really, really special. Um, you know, and then we've got uh, Madeline, who's our A&T SID and our volleyball SID, and so she's got programs that really matter, and um, she crushes those. And, hey, let's let's not even – throw in the fact that she's the webmaster, um, you know, and so coordinates BaylorBears.com and that in a previous life is a full-time job. Yeah. And so in a lot of ways, she's got two full-time jobs there. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, so just a really special group, uh, really blessed to be a part of it, blessed to to lead them. And I hope that I can stay out of their way or, or help them whenever I need to. Yeah, I'd include Jerry Hill in this group also. Yeah. For sure, you know, yeah, not, yeah. Not not a sport per se, but sure. all sports really. Yeah. For yeah, what a great yeah. mentor Jerry is for mm-hmm. me. Um, you know, he, he brings such a great institutional knowledge of, of Baylor. Um, and he's, you know, director of sports journalism, and he takes that title very serious. And, and with the staff that we have, which is a fairly young staff, um, he is just such a uh, wonderful influence on them in terms of helping their writing ability. Um, and kind of being a resource for them. And, you know, I always dreamed of, of being a department head at a place that, that had a Jerry Hill. Uh. Um, and so being able to be at, be here and have Jerry, um, you know, involved in our, our website and our program and our department, is just really an honor. And then, you know, let's, let's talk about John Morris. No. Who's know. he? Uh, My goodness. What a, <laughs> what a legend that is. I know. Um, Stop. You know, <laughs> you know, having, having you JMO and, in this department is another great honor. And, you know, I, I hope I can lead you the right way and, um, you know, point you in the right directions and help you whenever you need to, because you are just a, you know, the face of this university to so many people and you, Mm -hmm. you take that so seriously. And it's, uh, you know, a great honor that you, this university has you in this role. Mm-hmm. Well, very nice. It's a great group that we're a part of. So really, yeah. really cool. Well, one other question uh, that I thought of is kind of a left turn here, but your dad is a doctor. What, what? Yeah. You know, he, uh, he he's a professor. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, he was the longtime horticulture landscape architecture professor at Kentucky. Uh, landscape uh, architecture. Yeah. You know, him. he's, yeah. he's uh, <laughs> for my yard. <laughs> uh, you and me both. He's coming in a month and I could not be more embarrassed by the, the winter. Shoot, weeds I didn't even I think about Let's that. line up some visits. <laughs> here. Goodness, I would love it. It's been an interesting transition for him because the Texas uh, environment, as far as grass growing and plants and everything, it's not something he knows a ton about. Sure. So he's, he's been eager to learn things <laughs> and I can't wait for him to get here in a month and, and take a look at what's wrong with my yard <laughs> and learn from your mistakes. And, and help me fix it because be he, fun. he, uh, we've always had perfect yards in the Ingram family and I'm, um, I'm, uh, I'm dropping the ball. It's right. a lot to live up to. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Different state, different conditions. <laughs> yes. And then we mentioned Courtney, your wife, and your daughter, Harper Joe. Everybody's doing well? They're doing great. You yeah. know, uh, we, we talk all the time about how this transition to Baylor and Waco has been just such a God thing. Mm-hmm. Um, everything just slid into place, whether it's um, Harper finding the best daycare in town. Shout out to Primrose. There we go. Oh, that um, is a good daycare. You know, and, and then Courtney finding a job that she just loves. You know, she's... Um, uh, at the Region 12 Education Service Center. Oh, yeah. Mm. Um, and so she, she supports coaches and um, you know, elementary administrators wow. and high school and middle school administrators and just loves it. You know, she it could not have been a better transition for her in, in that role. And so uh, just a God thing, the way everything's worked out. You know, we're in Robinson and just love that community already. And, mm. um, you know, just really, really blessed to be here and the way everything's worked out. Wow. Yeah. 
we'd say the same thing about you, being a part mm-hmm. of Baylor Athletics. So thanks for sharing with us, and uh, we're glad you're here in this role, and we appreciate you being on. Yeah. Thank you, JMO. Thank, Thank you, you. You're the best. Have you been looking for a new podcast to listen to? Are you interested in true crime, funny one-star reviews, or inspiring stories? What about the history of Waco or the famous people who have lived and worked here? All these and more are produced by Rogue Media Network. There are over 80 different shows, including this one, with more coming all the time. If there's a story to tell, Rogue Media Network is telling it. Watch on YouTube or listen now wherever you get your podcasts. All right, a lot of fun visiting with Brent from the Bluegrass State to Texas. Isn't this great? Having uh, him a part of Baylor Athletics. It is great. Tied for my favorite Baylor Athletics employee from Kentucky. How about that? Oh, okay, man, that's where that. I like to do it. Fun to be with Brent. We appreciate that, and I hope everybody has a great week. We'll be back with you next week. For mm. Katie and Brent, I'm John, and that's this week's Sikkim Podcast, powered by Rogue Media Network. You've been listening to the Sikkim Podcast, powered by Rogue Media Network. The Sikkim Podcast is a production of Baylor Athletics.